Microenvironmental regulation of tumor progression and metastasis is an important area of focus in current cancer research. <laughs> we know that. Specifically, we're talking cancer cells cultured within 3D biomimetic matrices that exhibit upregulated tumorigenicity and invasiveness compared to, say, traditional 2D cultured cells and those in multicellular aggregates. But don't take our word for it. Here's Elizabeth Lipke. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. Oh. 1.21 gigawatts. What the hell is a gigawatt? <laughs> You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello, loyal listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Well, thank yourself, really, for tuning in to the best podcast in all of higher education. That would be the award-winning hashtag getting. It's always a great decision. Uh, it's been a great decision for all the judges of the many contests that have uh, recently awarded this uh, podcast their highest uh, highest kudos uh, industry-wide. Uh, the awards continue to pour in, so thank you, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Phillips, <laughs> Aunt Linda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. No, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, that would be the award winning hashtag getting brought to you by the Samuel Gann College of Engineering's. Uh, Got it right yeah, that time. Office of Communications and Marketing, uh, for which I work or where I work as a uh, communications and marketing specialist uh, under the gentle hand <laughs> of Austin Phillips. <laughs> kind and spare the rod. <laughs> gentle. Gentle hand, firm, firm grip <laughs> of Austin Phillips, uh, the director of the aforementioned office. John Sluice over here has officially replaced Marcus Clutch. For three weeks in a uh, row. Three weeks in a row is the uh, knob turner. Ma Marcus is at the beach, yeah, but not at the beach. Yeah, still uh, at the pool. Still letting the uh, the delivery man in for the electric riding Ryobi. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, uh, today we have a very special guest, someone we have won. I think I've reached out for a while. Uh, I think it's been those a while. chemical folks. Sometimes will give you the dodge. Yeah. Well, I think that's because maybe they don't feel like they're really. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they we're it. actually doing some work <laughs> and we don't have time <laughs> for you your please? stupid <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, I could. I'm curing cancer. <laughs> could you please stop with the stupid Let's see. podcast? Saving lives. <laughs> we're talking to the chuckleheads. Uh, no, the other day we, 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 we saw each other and it was in front of, an, uh, of Ross Hall. Ross, you've been there, and uh, you said something like that. You weren't really like a, a chemical engineer or something, that you were more like a biologist, and we just let you like wear the <laughs> title or something like that. Something like that. I mean, it was, but I, but I checked your, I mean, I've been looking, I've been stalking, and it says chemical engineering, like on all your, you know, your stuff, Rice. The PhDs. Probably. Rice and John Johns Hopkins. I knew Johnny Hopkins. And, <laughs> And I mean, it says chemical engineering over there, but you 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 were a name because I had chemical engineering for a little while. We're, we're talking uh, to Doctor Elizabeth Lipke, the the, the Elizabeth right. Lipke. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a German name? Yes, German. See? Yes, I, knew I always wondered. I knew it was German. Yeah, I should have asked you. I mean, were you are you from Germany? No, no. But my grandparents, great grandparents, um, where are you from originally? Them? Minnesota. There we go. Ah, that yeah. explains, okay, that's that explains where, a whole. Well, of a I've lot. I've heard. I mean, you know, she doesn't have an Alabama dialect, but I wondered where you. Were we from. were wondering. Well, I speak German. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. Guten Tag. <laughs> there we go. Guten Tag. <laughs> Danke schön. Yeah. Uh, you uh, the, the entire interview in German. <laughs> yeah, that, now Might that as would well. be good. People can't understand. What like, I mean, say. fluently. Like you could just keep like pick it up and go. 
Um, I double majored in German in college. Yeah, and I've it. lived in Germany before. I went to college as an exchange student, and I recently did my personal improvement leave in Hanover. So um, well, I, I speak don't German. haven't got any personal mm. improvement leave. What's that about? It's called sabbatical. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jeremy takes a sabbatical every morning till about eight thirty, <laughs> and then he shows up to work. It's, from now on, it is personal improvement leave. It's Auburn's version I of want sabbatical. Kronos to have a new yeah. designation, personal improvement. Yeah, they have one. Sick. No, the uh, Mary and John H. Sanders professor. You're a named professor. There's a lot of just assistants and associates floating out there. No, no, no. We got our alumni mm-hmm. putting their money and their confidence. In her. And in in, in, I love the alliteration of the Lipkey Lab. Oh, yeah, it is good. Yeah, because there are so many, you know. We've had, how many, we've had several Lipkey Labbers in here, haven't we? I mean. Elizabeth is, is churning out some heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had uh, Muhammad Jafar Hashemi. Yep, yep. One of my faves. Yep. He friended me on Facebook the other day. Shout mm-hmm. out, Super Poke. We just had Peter on a couple Peter weeks ago. Peter Abraham. Yep. An undergrad who. We were talking earlier. Did you know that he actually began uh, studying under Elizabeth as a high schooler? How does that? Mm. I don't even know how that works. I mean, is that? Well, right? he was. Yeah. He was pretty smart. I mean, I mean that'll do it. You know, the Goldwater. Do you know he he won that thing? Yes, I do know that he won that thing. <laughs> you, 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 you're the one who encouraged him, right? Yeah. Yes. He he sh- he gave you some shout outs. Well, okay. I know from us from the communication That's marketing great. side. Um, you know we we love whenever we've got any roads. Goldwater, you know, all these prestigious. Um, and we had not had one here for a year or so. So um, getting that news, you know, we'd love to share that news. So uh, really appreciate the work that you do to help promote those students, to get them involved with the program, to give them a chance. Because, um, you know, here for years, uh, the university had a really robust um, recognition program to, to make sure that we were putting students in line for some of these prestigious scholarships. And so the work you're doing to, to help promote those students is wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we have really great students and they're really active in the lab and they're making important contributions. And it's on, honestly one of the best parts of my job is getting to work with my students. Love it. Love it. Minnesota, why the move to John Hopkins? Uh, well, they had the best biomedical engineering program in the country. <laughs> Did. <laughs> did have. Um, where else did you look besides John Hopkins? Or, or was that it? Did you know that, I, that's the best? I swear so I see, go. I was planning to go study abroad for a year between high school and college. In and Germany, so, I bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until I only applied yeah. three places. Okay. Only got into one. Gotcha. And I, I, no, I went to the college. O- the I, other two losers missed yeah, it. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean. So biomedical. Biomedical. And then you, as Jeremy said, you pursued your doctorate in Mm -hmm. chemical engineering. Mm -hmm. Why? So biomedical engineering wasn't quite rigorous enough for me at the time. (laughs) Jeremy, turn your headphones up. You hear that? You hear this drive over here? (laughs) And I think so, you know, it's really. English wasn't uh, rigorous enough for me. I needed two languages. (laughs) <laughs> okay you caught me <laughs> I'm like, if it isn't challenging i'm not really interested yeah, apparently no, no that makes sense yeah that's why yeah. it took her so long to get on this podcast yeah, yeah, it wasn't those are idiots I hit 150 episodes yeah. and we'll talk and we'll get if you can make it three years yeah oh well, like, if you 
Well, and if you made it a competition, I might have showed up the first okay, day. Okay, see, oh, now, now we're well, learning. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's tell see, Mario. Let's Alan, tell Mario this is a real big game. Yeah. Uh, Alan David, I think we can get him on the second time here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he came on. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I, I heard Gladly, that. by the yeah. way. <laughs> I did too. Well, no, you did. You did. When it, yeah, no. You did, but yeah. So okay, so biomedical obviously it's was just low, right. yeah, low yep. brow, intellectually, yeah. <laughs> okay. like journalism. Yeah. But, I like right. the math. <laughs> it's like the liberal arts of engineering. Yeah, yeah. The graduate level transport class. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So nobody likes the graduate level transport yeah, class. Apparently not. Apparently not. But, but then, so chemical, you know, um, making that switch. Why? Besides. Well, I, I, honestly, I, wanted, I went to Rice University. Rice University had one of the best programs in tissue engineering in the country. And my undergraduate research advisor had gone to Rice. So undergraduate research advisors have a, quite a bit of influence on their, on their students, um, as I you know, yeah. have hoped to have passed on you that, have, that you mentoring have. that yeah. I received from other people. And so... Yeah, I went there to do tissue engineering. I counted the number of people doing tissue engineering at all the places I was considering. Um, they, they had the highest number. And then I deferred, and my spouse was offered a job in Houston, and then I said yes. <laughs> tissue engineering, what got you into that? Well, it wasn't Kleenex. No. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, she's, she's <laughs> knocking them down for yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I mean, this he is going to be good. He had that one in his back yeah, pocket, and now he's just... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that, well, that was, I mean, that was the Muhammad Jafar. It was like a past the tissue engineering, you know, or past the tissue. Uh, was, okay. People go. pick on us. You have to understand. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy. They're like engineering tissue. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. that about? Mm -hmm. So tissue engineering is this idea that we could create living tissues outside the body that work and function the same way as tissues inside the body. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good. No, it's, it's good, good. Right? It's, just, it's yeah, good, no. but... But, well, and you told me it. it yeah, no, let's talk about like a heart. I mean, well, I was so, watching an old video that was before Marcus came on the scene. So that you were that you were doing, and you were talking about you know the it's, I mean twenty fifteen or something, I guess. But with the the heart cells, mm -hmm. and oh, that's seven years ago. I'm sure there's been some advancements, but uh, no, not really. <laughs> Just been kind of phoning it in since then. <laughs> seven years. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of thing you're talking about, right? Right. Like, Right. I mean, but it still gave me, it made me well, so shudder a little I, bit. I have an undergraduate analogy to this. And so taking cells out of the body and putting them in a dish and trying to get them to behave the same way that they did inside the body is kind of like sending your child to college. Mm. They follow some of the rules that they did inside of the body and they do some of the same things, but some things they need signals for. Mm. You get, and so we create materials to support them, to get them to behave in similar ways. They have to have support structures. The stiffness of those support structures influences how the cells behave. The types of soluble molecules that we give them influences how the cells behave. Um, the, their neighbors, so what cells are together with which other cells inter interacting with each other influences how they behave. And in order to really understand how to treat disease and how to prevent disease, we have to have those interactions be really similar because we can't do experiments, thankfully, in humans, and we can't do very many experiments in animals. We'd really like to be able to understand how humans work from human cells. And, and, and so 
that's how we can do that in a more high throughput manner. So we can test multiple things, understand the mechanisms of what's going on when you have a problem with your heart and understand how we can produce enough cells in order to be able to eventually treat heart disease and and do um, regenerative medicine. And so that's one of the places where engineers really have to contribute because engineers are the people that really scale things up. We go from making a small amount of something to making a large amount of something, and we need it to be the same every single time. And if we're going to produce cells either to understand human body or to, to treat disease, they have to be the same every single time because, you know, you can't sell a product that's different every day. Sure. Love it. And they, did you understand that? Yeah. You should talk about The regenerative part, that's what's yeah. That's getting me. Yeah, that's what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not, so you I, feel yeah, it. I did. I you did. It starts with the heart. You know, it was like liver or something. You don't think about your liver. Well, or like a chameleon's tail. Sure. You know, but if it, it breaks it, off, but it comes back. Yeah, but this is something else. Yeah. The, is, has there been one thing that has really made you really, really proud along these lines? I mean, you seem, seem to be someone who has some high standards for herself. You know, with language, with with the with the company IQ. you with the company you keep, and I don't. I mean, podcast you avoid, right? I mean, is there one thing? Avoid you. Is there one thing that really has? I don't know. I mean, honestly, what makes puff? you really proud is your students and 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 the things they achieve and just watching them grow and go from coming in the lab the first day, either as an undergrad or a grad student. And learning how to put together research questions and and progressing to understanding things and and then eventually at the end they're coming to you with new knowledge, new ideas, new questions, and, and going out into the world and and pursuing those things as well. No, like, seriously, that's what. You, yeah, I mean, no. seriously. <laughs> oh, it is. That's what makes me most proud. Well, okay, as it should because, okay. uh, like I said earlier, we've had. S- several of those students on this podcast and just amazing, amazing students and just going to be awesome to watch where they end up. Mm -hmm. Um, Now you told us about how you selected rice uh, for your PhD. What about selecting Auburn for your home as a faculty member? Yeah. (laughs) Let's get into it. Think about it. Football. (laughs) <laughs> 2015 no, no, no. when did you join no 13 2008 2008 that's right you said the video was that no yeah uh, 2008 it wasn't the i've football. learned a lot about football from my students okay. <laughs> especially my first undergrads well you know so john was, heisman coached here he coached at rice too there's, there's a little connection for yeah, you so there you, you can go just draw a little strength from that <laughs> But what what sold you on Auburn's chemical engineering department? When I came to Auburn, it was the community of people in the department and really everyone that's working together to really progress the quality of research and teaching in tandem that was going on. And that was really important to me. I wanted to be a place that valued both, that was going to value my contributions in the classroom as much as my contributions in terms of my research and and that wanted people to reach their highest potential and regardless of what level they're at. And chemical engineering was that place. They didn't say no. They said, okay, how? And I mean, obviously, um, you know, Dr. Roberts hired me. So he had a, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that person is. He's avoided him. the podcast too, yeah. so don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, 
definite vision for the department from from all the faculty in terms of where they wanted to see the department go. And I saw that vision and it was really exciting. Well, and here we are 14, 15 years later now, and this uh, Department of Chemical Engineering here at Auburn, uh, I believe, has the most uh, full professors, female full professors, than any other chemical engineering department in the nation. It's what we tell people. And, and that's so, what yeah, I've been told. There's so a little bit of math that we're not quite sure about, well, but see, percentage we're wise. In, we're, in P, we're in PR, so okay, we okay. skew the math <laughs> to make it the highest. So even if we're right there at it, what does You're that tell you? You're contractually obligated <laughs> yes, to agree with that. I, um, I, I agree. But, <laughs> yes. I mean, what does that show you? What does that tell you about the direction that not only is the department going, but the college going as well? That tells you that there's a supportive environment for progressing people's research careers, which is exactly why I came. And their overall careers, right? Like People have goals and they're not being impeded in, in progressing towards achieving those goals and they're being supported in that. And it doesn't really matter what level you're at. That's you know, whether you're you know, staff or... Right. Or well, faculty I mean, or students, that's the goal. Well, that well, I mean, our, as you said, Dr. Roberts, who's now our president, um, the four words that he has really um, used or is using now as his president, um, you know, we live we lived that the past 10 years that he was here of welcome, valued, respected, engaged. And you do see that from faculty, staff, students across the across the gamut. Uh, you feel that here. I mean, do you feel it in ways? Do you think other professors, other faculty don't? In other, in other places, I mean, do you hear stories from colleagues and in the field? I mean, you can name names. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, especially if they're peer well, institutions I mean, in the SEC, you can name them. Right. I mean, every school, you know, it's like how we feel that Auburn is special and different. I mean, there Auburn. seems to be something actually happening here. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, is, is it well, a- especially the, the support of the alumni? I mean, honestly, right. There weren't that many of us when I started that were women faculty and to have the alumni support and 100 women strong and not be responsible for mentoring every single undergraduate woman who came through your door. But no, there's this whole other community of people who are succeeding as engineers from Auburn out there. And these people are also interested in your success and also can give you advice, especially on things you don't know, like, and I don't know, but like how to succeed in your career, what you need to be prepared. That has been an incredible, you know, just foundation of strength for me because you you can engage with those people and you can also have your students engaging with these Auburn alumni who are, are able to, to guide students and, and to, to encourage us in a way that I've never seen happen at any other institution. Well, like we mentioned the, uh, the Sanders, Mary and John, um, believing in this college, believing in the faculty to support a professorship, to support professors like you. Uh, it's just amazing to see that. Well, I, I've got to know, we've had some NSF grants, you know, what are, what are we working on right now? What, what, what's the, what's the hot topic right now that we're working on? So half my lab does cardiac and half my lab does cancer. Okay. And so on the cancer side, we're really interested in understanding how diabetes is impacting cancer. It's collaborative, um, work across campus with my colleague, um, Dr. Green, and we're really ex- excited and un- understanding how that we can really mimic people's individual personal cancer, not just cell lines, but really have cancer cells that are coming from patients that are being propagated in ways that they don't change so that they really reflect 
the reality of cancer and then translate those into animal models, but then also into di in, in vitro and a dish models so that we can investigate what we say insulin resistance. So the diabetic microenvironment, how the diabetic microenvironment impacts cancer progression, impacts changes in gene expression in, in, in comparison to you know, non-diabetic microenvironment. And we're specifically working in colorectal cancer. And so we're really interested in how that um, Microenvironmental grouping of cells are are responsible as a, a, a community of cells in causing or enabling metastasis to occur. Um, colorectal cancer is the third leading cause of cancer. It's on the rise, even in young people. I've always been fascinated by obesity's uh, relationship to colorectal cancer. It's just something I've been thinking about in my spare time. It has nothing to do with Especially, like a Lipke lab student or anything. Yeah, or, interviewed. you know, Peter Abraham. Peter Abraham, like a Goldwater <laughs> yeah. scholar or anything. Well, but, uh, something else I want to touch on before we run out of time here. Um, th over the last several months there for a little bit, I thought you were running security for Dr. Roberts, um, but you were uh, actually shadowing him as part yeah. of a program. Can you talk about what, what that was about? So, yeah, over the past year, I've been doing the Elites program. It's a program out of Drexel, and it's academic leadership training um, specifically targeted at, at women that are looking at providing academic leadership. And so as part of that program, I've been working on a specific project looking at biomedical engineering and how biomedical engineering fits into what's going on here at Auburn. Awesome. Well, and so you're going to be the dean? <laughs> I guess that makes so you, you dean. That's what it sounds like. I mean, well, I mean, inter, you know, we can inter, get the interim, and then I just sounded like, I don't know, shadowing. Maybe. We're ready. Let's, let's, we can break it down. Hey, she's wanting to stay in the lab, she said. Sure, sure, sure. Well, well speaking of, though, I mean, like, like you said, I mean, we, we have talked about the – ever since I've, I got here, we were talking about, you know, the, the emerging biomedical right. engineering presence. And and obviously, I mean, we're sitting in front of the the tip of the spear. Well, here. and I mean, you, you talked about alumni who are interested. You know, one of our most distinguished alumni that we have here at the entire university, uh, John Brown, is a biomedical pioneer for some of the work that they have done at Stryker. So, you know, long history of uh, biomedical work here at, at the college and at Auburn. Yeah, no, this is exciting. Well, and stuff. the collaboration of just like I know, like you yeah. said, some of the folks you're working with, nutrition, just across campuses, uh, it's really cool stuff. Yeah, so cool. I know it is so cool. I love having trophies like you to brag on. It's <laughs> yes, it's better than us it, having it, to look in the mirror and brag on ourselves. <laughs> That's not we are podcast well. one another award <laughs> that, we great, that we can't pronounce. <laughs> we don't know what it means, but something with audio visual. Anyway, uh, Elizabeth, thank you. Uh, a ton finally for finally finally deigning to <laughs> join no, no no for taking the time to 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 share what you're doing and to let us brag on making a, a difference and and i brought it up during uh during peter's podcast but uh first year tiger giving day we did a video for uh the work that elizabeth's doing the work that alan david's doing in the biomedical realm uh and like i said on that podcast with peter of you know, when we went around just asking people to hold up that piece of paper of someone that was affected uh, by cancer that's close to you, everybody had somebody. So it touches us all. And to see the work you're doing is inspiring. And it's really awesome. Forty percent of us. Forty percent. That's way too high of a number. And we need to do something about it. And we've got somebody here doing something about it right now. More eagle. Say, it, say, eagle. It, say it in German. 
War Eagle? There we go. <laughs> With a German accent. A German accent. A German accent.